Blog Talk Radio. Oh, 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 oh,
presents Deep, Diverse, and Different. My apology for the little feedback in the background. It was an example of having two multiple screens open. But you were listening to Alley of the Earth by Rocker, Black Girls Rock, Samantha Hollins, and she calls herself Ghetto Songbird, who writes and produces music sparked by the love, struggle, and uprisal of her environment. Her her first CD, Alley of the Earth, was recorded in L.A. with the help of her mentor, Rosa Lee Brooks, and is like an underground cult favorite with airplay in her hometown of Philly, New York, and overseas in the U.K. She has transformed her rock and roll dream into the reality as as her fans await her long-awaited second hour, Hoodstock Wingdom. She's also been on the stages with, let's see, she opened up for Reese, uh, Vernon Reed. I know Vernon Reed is from the 80s, 90s rock band, Live in Color. And what's interesting is she opened up for Sonia Sanchez at a poetry festival. And, you know, I hadn't even, before I even noticed this, I just incidentally posted a quote on my page from Sonia Sanchez and Life gets like that sometimes. So I just said, the best way to live in this world is to live above it, and that is Sonia Sanchez's quote. I saw that about probably 15 years ago. But anyway, Samantha Hollins, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi. How are you doing Hello, today? Hello, how are you? I'm great. great. I'm Thank good. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Were you able to hear your the song clearly? Yes, I was. Okay, great. It's always great. weird hearing my own music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like hearing my voice. Going back to hearing my voice. You always go back and critique it. Or uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that little that artist anxiety is what I call it. Yeah, that's a great so, way of putting it. Okay. So how did you what how long you been how long what inspired you to go into playing rock? What was your starting point? My starting point was actually picking up the guitar because I no longer had a guitar playing for me. But prior to that, I was doing, I mean, it was rock influence, a little reggae, a little bit of everything. But mm-hmm. when I had to pick up the guitar for myself, for some reason, the chords I was strumming, it just came out that way. It was nothing mm-hmm. premeditated. Oh, premeditated. I was like, ah, I'm going to do rock and roll all of a sudden. No, it just came out of me. And I think that oh. comes from the music that I listened to growing up. My mother always played it around the house. Mhm. Oh, okay, okay. Now, when was your first guitar? When my when first guitar. <laughs> <laughs> my first guitar was uh, in 2000. I bought my first guitar just in case. I didn't know that I was going to actually be playing it. I just had it. <laughs> And okay. then when my guitar player said he could no longer play for me, and that's when I started playing around 2001. Amen. I learned by by ear. Good, good. All right. Solid, solid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, you know, a lot of times the reason why I asked you that, because there's always a story behind mm-hmm. people who do things that are innovative. And, it, mm. and it's it's, it's the same as me, you know, starting my own show. When you weren't mm-hmm. 
the musician that you were depending on, it didn't work out. So you went and started your own, and that's commendable. Yes. Because, um, as far as rock, rock is not always – rock is usually associated outside of black a lot of times. It depends yes. on where you're at. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you that's why I say you can't judge people by based on their cities or anything like that. You got to have a mindset that's as broad as the UK, and I've had that's been my survival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, cool, cool. So when you said they just came out of you, were you writing songs? Were you writing poetry or anything like that? The funny thing is, I was actually playing for a poet. He invited me to play for him at this okay. soul food cafe in Philadelphia. And I found myself after the show being introduced to the manager, and he was like, you should book her. And I'm like, okay, I don't have any songs. So <laughs> I said, I need to pick up this guitar and create some songs, and that's what came out of me at that point. I thought I was going to be creating some soulful songs because it was a soulful restaurant. So I'm like, I don't know if they're going to accept this, but right, they, right. they did. That's good. and. You know, sometimes you can't even be worried about what people accept, you know. Yes. I, 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 it's like when you have a doubt, um, <laughs> whether, you know, you could be sure, but if you have a doubt, then they're going to kind of follow your doubt. So, mm-hmm. hey, don't even let them and, know. But, and I did that for a long time. <laughs> yeah, so did I. I mean, <laughs> so do I. So, cool. So, okay. Who... You said you started playing by ear. Wow. Yes. As much as I love instruments, um, well, my father played instruments, so music was a big part of in my life. Um, mm-hmm. You said when you grew up, you heard, you always heard a diverse variety of musicians. Yeah. And you listed them, but if you'd like to, you know, let the audience know who were your inspirations. I enjoyed listening to my mother's album collection, which included Mandrill, Jimi Hendrix, <laughs> Sly and the Family Stone, The Doors, right. uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, The Bar Caves. Yes. Yes. But I think there was even some Led Zeppelin in there. <laughs> the list can go on and on. Prince. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, who didn't have Prince? Yeah. <laughs> who didn't? Yeah. Yes. yes. I think that's most of our our stories. Okay, and yeah. so how did everything sort of take off from you, for you? What, what was the, you know, you were working, you were playing for somebody else. How did it all just take off? How did you end up, you know, um, have you been to the U.K.? I think I mentioned that you. No, actually I was supposed to go about a couple of years ago, but I never made it over there, so. That's my hope. I'm putting it out into the universe that I will make it there next year. Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too. So in your hometown, how is it? How is the support in your hometown? It's been a rough road for me because when I started in my hometown back in 2001, the neo-soul right. sound was like the thing. So when yeah. I come in here with my loud guitar, they want to turn me down. They don't want to put me on the list. So it was a tough transition for me. So I had to Mm -hmm. find different places to go that was obvious to play at. Everyone wanted to play at the Black Lily, but I, I mean, I got on one time all the way at the end when everybody was leaving. So for Mm -hmm. me, it's been like that 
far as the first part of my career. The second part, I learned my lesson is like you have to create your space if others don't allow you in theirs. So I started my own festival, and it kind of took off from there. Amen. All right. And, I, and that's inspiring. I, I completely agree with you. You have to open up your own door or you'll be complaining for the rest of your life about where you don't yes. fit. <laughs> yes. So, okay, it, it wasn't – you. okay, so – you didn't have to necessarily leave the state for it to take off. No. Okay. 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 And, I mean, I and, did, but I didn't have to. I did. I did try New York as well as L.A. Traveled to D.C., Maryland, mm-hmm. South Carolina, Ohio. Mhm. Because at okay. certain times when it would get tough in my hometown, I needed a relief to get out so I can come back and recharge my energy again. Right. Right. Okay. And so how how was the process of starting your own festival? For me, it was actually easy because I went to the Art Institute of Philadelphia, and I have my degree in, associate degree in music video business, so mm-hmm. I learned there how to do what I decided two years later. I had no idea that's what I was going to do because mm-hmm. when I graduated from the Art Institute, I was focused more on being a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, music fell in my lap because my brother actually was the one who referred me to the poet to play guitar for him, and it just kept going from there. So by the time I got up to starting my own festival, it was like, okay, this is what I do, this is what I do, this is who I call, this is who I go to. I knew it, and everything just fell in place. Okay, okay, and that's great. That's And how long did it take it to, I don't want to say take off, but to, as far as being recognized as Samantha Hollins, a.k.a. Ghetto songbirds. I think I'm still in that process. <laughs> we all are. We yeah. all are. But to have, yeah. you know, got to the point of opening up for, you know, world-renowned, recognized artists. I think me actually just, uh, once again, when I don't get asked to do things, I go and ask. <laughs> So um, I'm constantly trying to just put myself out there, put myself in the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's good. That's great. Excellent. And Reese is one of my, you know, I really got into rock probably the late 90s, the beginning of the, you know, the college years. And um, um, I could say toward the end of the, like, the college campus. Well, no, that wasn't the end. I was on there forever. But enough about me. Reese was one (laughs) of the black female rockers that stood out. She stood out. I loved her style. I listened to it over and over. So how did you, how was it um, opening up for her? It was awesome. It was an awesome experience. I didn't even know that that's what I was going to be doing that night. When I got there, I was promoting a show that included myself and a couple other artists, and mm-hmm. lo and behold, we were actually the openers for Reese. I had no idea, so it was a great opportunity. Mhm. After yeah, I get right. off stage, I get to sit back and watch her do her thing. Yeah, yeah, and also I know you mentioned. Um, I know that the P Funk had. <laughs> I know that it had to inspire you in some kind of way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because George Clinton, Funkadelic, I'm always yes. talking about maggot brain, you know. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Yes, I, I've written poetry off that. Now, were wow. you ever a poet? 
Yes, I'm actually a poet first. <laughs> I okay, started great. writing before actually singing and playing. Mm-hmm. Writing, and singing, was, and playing is actually, were actually tools for me to um, speak my words and express myself. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, it, excellent, excellent. Now, you did you um, how how was it that you were able to open up for Sonia Sanchez at the Poetry Festival? It's funny. That was another one. I had no idea. I was just showing up to do the gig, and right after we're getting off stage, who's coming up? I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> we just opened okay. the show for Sonia Sanchez. Mhm. Yeah. She's and again, cute. I got to do my thing and then sit down in the audience and have my mind blown. Mhm. Mhm. Wow. Wow, that's excellent. That's excellent. Okay. And so, as far as start getting your CD, starting getting your CD produced, how was that? Um, I went. I decided after I lost my job, I think that was in 2001. Everything happened in 2001. To around 2002, I said, you know what, I'm just going to take the last of my money and go over to L.A. I met this woman by the name of Rosalie Brooks, who actually mm-hmm. wrote and recorded with Jimi Hendrix back in the day. Wow. She was like, come on, Samantha, come over here and do a show with me. So I did a show with her, and it was only supposed to be four days. Mm-hmm. After that, we did the show. I was like, I don't want to go home. So four yeah. days turned into four months. <laughs> Next thing I yeah. know, she has me in the studio with a friend of hers, and I'm recording my music. She's pushing me to produce with him, and mm-hmm. I'll eat the earth, and my other songs were born. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, people say you have to up and do that, and I know that's mm-hmm. an experience that you'd never, you can ne- you'd never forget. Wow. Yeah. A lot of times life does that. We do have a caller from the 347 area code. Okay. Welcome to April Deep Aries, and my guest is rocker Samantha Hollins. Hey, Samantha, it's Jennifer. Hey, April. Hey, Jennifer. How you Hi. doing? Hey. I'm glad Hi, to Jennifer. hear you out here. Hey, April. <laughs> How, How are you? I'm, I'm great. good. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's now, do you have a call, a question for our wonderful guest? Well, I, I well, I basically know all about her, her story, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I know her. Like, I had the honor of meeting her at the Bitter End in New York. Yeah. I figured that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And it was a beautiful show. We had a nice time. Thank you so <laughs> much. Thank you. Yes, we did. It was good. Yes. Well, I just wanted to holler in and let you know that I was listening because I'm kind of like doing some stuff over here right now. And my Thank phone might so die. Much. Okay. Just wanted to show you some love. All right. Okay. Okay, April. Okay. Ciao. All right. All right. How, okay, so how did um, how did Ghetto Songbird? How did the Ghetto part come in there? That's that's some, one of the questions I've been meaning to ask you. Wanted to ask you. Well, as a little girl growing up in the ghetto, 
the ghetto part comes from that part. <laughs> but I put it together with Songbird because there was always beautiful sound coming out of my window, and it was mm-hmm. a songbird that would be there every morning, and it lets <laughs> me know every day that good things do come out of the ghetto. So when I put those two words together, I say that's what I want to represent whenever I get on stage, whenever I speak, whatever I, my words are expressed. I want to represent that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And, okay. okay. I, we, You know, I can say we are kind of, well, you know, I, I and, you know, come from, um, an urban environment, but um, I, how can I put this? Did you ever feel like that you were not a product of that environment? Hmm. Do you see what no, I'm saying? That, I mean, did you feel like you fit in that environment? Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. Sorry. I always, yeah. I felt, I always felt like I, I fit in for the sense of I was never, um, how can I put it, even being the rocker that I am, people for some reason understood me and understood what I was doing when I walked out in the middle of the night with my guitar on my back. It was always love. It was always support. And when I come back home in the middle of the night, always love and support. Only thing I would say I didn't feel like I fit in because some would say, like, why are you listening to rock and roll or why you got that guitar, stuff like that. But at the same time, there were people just like me with open minds and ready to hear different styles of music. And I always make sure that I I still play around my old way mm-hmm. because I want to educate with my guitar. I want to educate with my voice. I don't want to be like, oh, they just don't understand. It's not a day, it's a we. Okay, and that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. You're giving you're giving them back, and you're giving them an opportunity to see what you've been what you've been able to do. And yeah, yes. educating people that you know blacks do listen to rock. You yes. know that we music is music. If you love music, you 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 should be able to be able to open yourself up to awe. You know. Mhm. Okay. Okay. So you have another seat. How is your CD, the Angel? What is it? Alley of the Earth. My apology. How is that? Mm-hmm. How is it currently doing? Is it on Reverb, Reverb Nation? It's on, yes, it's on Reverb Nation. It, that's like a late bloomer album. I recorded it back in 2001, but for a long time I didn't do anything with it. So mm-hmm. around 2012, I kind of revamped it with Alley of the Earth and did a music video for it, and I'm still pushing it. Because, again, okay. doing what I do as a black woman in rock has been very tough pushing myself. So it's kind of Trust like always me, start and stop, start and stop, recharge. It's like I don't want to do it no more, okay? I'm going to go back and do it. Yeah. I, and I know that feeling, but, you you know, you're doing good things, you know. And I like, I, I personally like to see, um, you know, black us, you know, doing different being able to do different things, anybody outside yes. of that yes. element of what people would expect, you know? Yes, yes. So New York, New York, I know you found um, Kendrick Spirits who could relate oh, to music yeah. in New York. Yeah, I, I already yes. know. <laughs> <laughs> Was that like like the um, promised land going to New York with, yes. with the music? <laughs> Yes, it's funny. I met this young guitarist by the name of Black Gypsy, he called himself. He was actually my second guitarist after the first one kind of phased out. 
and Gypsy, he helped me find myself as a guitar player. We started playing together. First he started off playing for me, and then I brought my guitar. We started playing together, and he helped me find my voice on the guitar. And we would go from club to club playing. We played at, um, I don't even remember, so many places. But mm-hmm. then I kind of branched off by myself, and I started playing at some of the rock venues like the Bitter End, CBGB's. There was an elbow room back then. Mm-hmm. So many great places, and it was just always love. Okay, that's that's excellent. Do you find that um, now, even though Philadelphia is on the East Coast, it's close to New York, but it's still very different. Um, yes. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Now. As a woman playing a guitar, and we already know, particularly black, how does, okay, how have you, have you ever gotten, you know, the opposition for being a, a woman who do, who does what you, who plays the guitar, you know? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I didn't it's even like have to ask that question, did I? <laughs> it's a double I didn't even forward. have to ask. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but you, when I, I asked that because you said you had met a gentleman who you played with, so was that that was all was that all outside of Philadelphia? The first guitarist um, by the name of Strange that was inside of Philadelphia. We were actually good friends. We met in college. And oh, okay. He played with me, but he um, had his own band, so they started to conflict, and he told me he could no longer do it. And that's when I found myself trying to figure myself out, and all of a sudden the guitar popped in my hand and I was playing. But from that point when I started, I realized as I went out into the scene, everybody was trying to tear me down. Oh, she's so cute with the guitar. Oh, look at the little girl with the guitar. It's like it was never <laughs> any support. Yeah, I held and the I guitar. Had to... <laughs> I can't play, never wanted to, but I love, you know, I love it, the art itself. But I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I wanted a teacher, but it was hard to find it because I find that they constantly were competing with me or trying to date me or whatever. So I was like, yeah. you know what? I'll just learn this on my own. Well, props to you for that. I, you know that the to hear music. You know, I love music, but I, you know, I was I had several chances. You know, in in college, I was you know practically engaged to a a rock. A rock star, uh, you know, love uh-huh. guitars, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just did not, you know. Well, <laughs> what is it? It's almost like if you can act, if they think you can do it, then they're going to teach you how to do it less than them. <laughs> mm, wow. You know, or, yeah. or that's cute, but, you know, not take you seriously. Or you yeah. want to play a guitar, you know. But I really wasn't <laughs> that interested because if I was, I would have, I would be I would be doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. I'm not musically inclined with instruments. Mm-hmm. I would love to play the drums now, <laughs> <laughs> but the guitar I just always thought that got, that had to be the hardest instrument to learn how to play. <laughs> where you pl- I put that at first too. I put it at first too. <laughs> I mean it is, <laughs> but if you allow okay. it to be extension of who you are, your voice can shine through it. Now. Okay, now Samantha, I'm 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 struggling to hear you just a little bit. That's why I'm sorry if I repeat a question. Okay. It's kind of low on your end. I don't know if okay. it's my phone or or not, but I'll just try to um, hold it. 
a little close, closer okay. to my ear. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So all these clubs in New Jersey you played, um, how was New Jersey? I see a few. Oh, New Jersey was always cool as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I've been. I always get love from New Jersey, Atlantic City, okay. um, Trenton, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. There was another small town in Jersey I can't quite remember, but good times. Mhm. And I ca- came across you in the group Black Rockers. Oh yeah. <laughs> and 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 you, I was I appreciated you joining my group Deep Diverse and Different. Yes, and I love you, you posted your song. I thought, wow, I like this. You posted it once. <laughs> and I was like, I, I thought she was going to post more, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I like, no, I like, I liked it. So is the rest of your CD, is it, um, do you, you do Neo Soul or is it mainly more of a rock vibe? Definitely a rock vibe. I would say vintage rock more so. Vintage rock? Okay, that's a, that's Yeah. A, I'm still familiarizing myself with all the <laughs> different terms. Okay. Some would call okay. it classic rock. Classic rock? Okay. Now, who who do you have in mind that it, that inspires you when you're playing, if if anybody? I feel like I'm inspired by what I see and hear on a regular day. It could be like a conversation I'm having with somebody. It could be the wind. It could be a train going by. I really hear music and everything. Mhm. As far okay. as my physical influences of people, I'm very inspired by Billie Holiday, I the voice her. of um, Sarah Vaughn. As far as vocalists, guitar players, Wes Montgomery, of course, Jimi Hendrix, Wawa Watson. Wow. Wow. Your list can go on and on. Wow. Wow. And how has your family did you, how how has your family been supportive of what you do? Do you have those of course who don't understand or do you have those who are like, Oh, you know, Samantha's doing a gig <laughs> <laughs> Gotta listen to her. Right. You know, she's doing a gig. <laughs> My family is pretty interesting when it comes to what I do because this is all they know me to do. My mother is my hugest fan. She travels with me whenever she can. My brother and sister come to shows. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. That's great. That's great. Yeah, very supportive when it comes to what I do. Nobody looks at me like I'm an alien. They don't say, oh, you need to get a real job. They understand what (laughs) I do, and they respect what I do. (laughs) Okay. And you know what? I, 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 I admire and respect what you do because, you know, a lot of times when you're caught in between you working in an office job and and mm-hmm. doing your 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 um arts it's it's going to clash now oh, you know yeah. i'm kind of late recognizer in that but you know you cannot do be in two worlds without one yeah. slightly taking a pause yes so when and so 2000 so you haven't worked um if you don't mind me asking outside mm-hmm. of your art since um, a certain period of time? Well, actually, um, I was in child care for a very long time, took care of children. Okay. 
So that that was my nine to five, so to say. Mm-hmm. And I created a childcare business around my music. That way I can still go on the road and do what I do and get back just enough time to get to where I need to go. Mm-hmm. And if I need okay. to take off, I can design my schedule that way. Okay. And when did when did the monetary benefits start to come? Were they automatic or did it take some time? Oh, took time and it's still taking time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I don't hear much about stuff like that because I'm just constantly doing what I love and what I'm passionate of. And, but people will come to me and say, well, such and such was talking about you or this person said this, and oh, this person really loves what you do. It's like, wow. Sometimes I I can't believe it because the struggle that it took for me when I first started up to now. Right. Uh, And that's, that's, you know what, and that's what makes it, I have to remind myself that every day when I have my little Facebook rants or my little, <laughs> mm-hmm. my little that you, you mm-hmm. it takes some time. It takes mm-hmm. consistency. You yeah. can't jump. You can't do two worlds. You know, sooner or later you got to make a choice, you know, and like you yeah. said, it wasn't about, you weren't like, oh, well, I, I can't, I can't quit this career because I need, you know, I, I need the mm-hmm. money. At the same time, you let your calling and your passion override that. And I appreciate, yeah. you know, I, I appreciate that. That's inspiring to me. Wow, uh, thank you. Yeah, because when you, being in two worlds, doing something you don't really like because it's yeah. a good gig, mm-hmm. <laughs> good daytime gig, you, mm-hmm. it's like you never find satisfaction. That's currently... Yeah. Where I'm at, and I know, and this is about you. Sorry, I'm not trying to. You no, know, no, 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 no. experiences. I can relate. You know? I can relate. <laughs> you opened up for a group called Freeform Funky. With, let's see, with um, um, Freeform Funky. Vernon Reed. Yes. Now he was the guitarist. Corey Glover is the vocalist, right? Yes. Was the vocalist, sir? Which oh, they are. They actually on tour right now with Errol Smith. They're still doing oh, that thing. Sounds yeah. like I like Aerosmith. That sounds like a good concert. Yes. So oh, when okay. he's on his downtime, he plays with the um, Philly-based group with Jamal Dean Takuma on bass and the legendary G. Calvin Weston on drums, and they do this free-form fusion style of music without any rehearsals. They book the gig, and they just go for it. So I saw what they were doing, and I was like, I want to be a part of that. So I contacted yeah. the drummer, G. Calvin West, and was like, you have an open act. Can I open up for this? And he invited me to open up, and it happened again, and it was just magical. Wow. Wow. Okay, and so your your music is on, because I want to let our, the audience know, and I even want to, you know, post it in um, on my page or the group. Um, so okay. it's on are you on iTunes at all, or is it um, just Reverb Nation right now? Okay, okay, that's good. How was it record? How was it do, recording the, the CD? Did you? Mm. Is it self-produced or? Um, it's self-produced, but it's self-produced with a um, brother by the name of Kenny, who helped me in LA. I was new to it the whole studio thing. I had no idea how to do anything. All I knew is what I heard in my head. So 
I told him what I heard, and we got in the studio together, and we just made magic. Wow, wow. And that had to be a beautiful, a liberating experience. Yes, and it happened quick. It wasn't a long process. Wow, just go to L.A., huh? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, because you know what? I I seem to have that thing. It's, It's just... Thing about LA, I have this thing about it. I think that's because that's the only state that is an art that I haven't been to. Vegas several oh. times, never LA, mm-hmm. never California. So oh, as an artist, you have to try it. But I know a lot of people there. That that's coincidental, mm-hmm. or who was relocated mm-hmm. there? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I might have been there a day, or you know, I don't, I don't remember, but. It was probably it was usually a layover to somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We have a caller on the three one from Chi Town. Okay. Let's see. Welcome to April Deep Aries presents. You are on the air with um, myself and rocker Samantha Hollins. Hello. Okay. Hello. Hey. Hi. Who am I speaking to? Uh, are you just listening in, caller? Okay. Well, we'll let our caller listen in. Some people are calling in to just listen to you, and that's perfectly okay. okay. We appreciate that. That's perfectly okay. Hello, callers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, caller. I truly, We truly appreciate that. Now, what... Like I said, I'm still amazed about the guitar thing. I'm still amazed. What what particular type do you play, and is there only a certain type that you play? I started off with Epiphone because I had no idea about guitars. I just picked the first thing that was cool-looking and black. But <laughs> over time, I tried out guitars, and B.C. Rich has became my thing. I can't okay. get away from BC Ridge. It has a warm yet gritty sound that I love. Okay. And they look cool. Oh, okay, okay. I know that's a girly thing to say, but it looks cool. You know, hey, I mean, <laughs> I would pick purple or red. I'm not going <laughs> to. So, I mean, you, what's wrong with being, you know, you gotta have, you gotta be girly and tough. I mean, yeah, it's enough that I gotta cut my fingernails off every time I have a gig. So, well, you gotta my, pluck it. My extension is yeah. Yeah, I thought it was hurt hurt my finger when a, a man, and this was an artist who tried to teach me how to play the guitar. He thought I looked cute how I was holding it, and mm-hmm. I just. You know, it it didn't fall for me. It it's not mm. for me. Now I try a lot of things, but I you know it, it's not for me. But the drums, that's something I want to learn. Now I I love yeah. to see drummers. I love guitar mm-hmm. players. I have ah, that's a long story. <laughs> I've I've known guitar players, but like I said, it wasn't for me personally. So seeing, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, men play. I I enjoy that. I really enjoy that. And seeing women play, I really enjoy that because, you know, it's even more complex, you know, to see women play because, first of all, women are not going to get the same credit as men. Very you true. know. You know, so that's why 
that's one of the reasons that, you know, I was so inspired by you and and doing rock too, you know? Mhm. Well, thank you. And you but you say you do jazz and everything else also. Yeah, when when I play with others. <laughs> I like okay, to be diverse. Okay. Now, I when can't is your put next what I do on other people's music? Okay, and that's that's good. That's good because mm-hmm. that's giving you recognition. What's your advice to um up and coming um um rising stars or people who have your goals and they're not sure where to start or where to begin again? Well, the first thing I would definitely say is make sure whatever you're doing, you're passionate at, because whatever you're doing or you love or you like to do or that might be a hobby that you're not sure about, it's going to be hard and it's going to take time to get to where you really want to be with it. So if you don't love it and you're not passionate about it, then you might want to try something else. Mm-hmm. And once you find what your passion is, and this is what I love, I can do it all day, every night, then practice, perfect it, do what someone else is doing, do what you do, mm-hmm. make it your own, make it who you are, an extension of who you are. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you can also stunt your growth and not enjoy it as well. If you're trying mm-hmm. to keep up with what someone else is doing or competing or trying to be like someone else, it's very yes. important to maintain originality in who you are. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Very well said. Samantha, I truly appreciate this interview. I truly uh-huh. appreciate that. And I'm... <laughs> And I'm glad we were able to reschedule it. Um, thank you for yes. being flexible with me. Thank you. Thank you to, so much. I would love to have you back on to discuss your future projects because it, your style is very interesting. I would definitely love to hear love to hear more. So please keep me posted. If you have have I a sure website, will. please share that. Mm-hmm. I because sure I will. Have, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Samantha Hollins, a.k.a. Ghetto Songbird, currently working on her second CD. Did I pronounce it right? Hoodstock Wingdom? Yes, Hoodstock Wingdom, yes. And was that inspired by Woodstock? Of course, yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically paying homage to that, (laughs) paying homage to those who came before me. So. Mm -hmm. It's kind of my wordplay off of that. All right. Okay. Well, I I appreciate you. Thanks a lot, and you have a blessed Sunday. Everybody, Samantha Hollins, check out her. Thank you, April. You're welcome. All right. Keep rocking on. Peace and love. Peace and love. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, and the show doesn't end right there. We're going to listen to some music, and let's see. I said I was going to do a little bit of poetry. I'm a bit hyper today. It was the coffee and the gym. This kind of got me a little up. I know I'm kind of loud in this microphone here, (laughs) but um, feeling pretty good. You know, had to um, let go of some things that had kind of been a bit this month, so... We all got to let it go, you know. Um, I do hope that, you know, the people listening enjoy what I do. And um, as Samantha said, 
you know, you have to do what is true to you. And that's very personal to me because for so long, you know, I have, I've hosted the show since 2011 and I have been beyond blessed to be able to interview, you know, Leon Silvers, Michael Salisbury from Portrait the Group, Cinda Williams, Mark Gay from Shy. You know, it, it it was a blessing to be able to interview them. And I know that the arts is my true calling. And at my age, I'm not going to ever put it on the back burner for an office. So you have to kind of follow follow your passion. And I really appreciate people who express that and not only express it, but live it. You know, you have to be willing to walk away. And if you're being troubled inside, then you're you're not really walking away. I can say I've walked away several times, but it's all work in progress. It's all work in progress. But anyway, you're listening to April Deep Aries Presents. And the call-in number is 929-47230. we got about an hour left. You can just kind of hang out with me. We were talking about, um, on my last show, I played a lot of diverse music. I played Maggot Brain um, from the wonderful uh, Funkadelic. Uh, Let's see, what else was played? Anything from Beyonce Sweet Dreams to our girl Corrine Bailey Ray, my favorite neo-soul singer from the U.K. I want to give a couple shout-outs. and talk about a little bit about me. Um, Deep, Diverse, and Different, that's a group that I host on Facebook. And that group has had everything from all kinds of, anything from Aerosmith to Tupac, from Charday to, um, I think, Beth, 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 did you post um, <laughs> Janice Joplin? So we're all over the, all over the place, but, we have our jazz days, we have our R&B days, we have our hip-hop days, we have our metal days, you know, and I want to give a couple shouts out to um, Valerie Smith, appreciate it, Vic Emerson, Anella, Eclectic Uno, you, Mr. UK, you have taught me a lot about um, the music. Also, uh, Ladybug, uh, let's see, so many on a list, Mr. Ed, the chief troublemaker, Alvarez. Um, like to give a shout out to Mrs. Miss Nagar. Thank you, and she and everybody who's been supportive. Um, hmm, Raphael Dees. Let's see, it's it's a long list, and right now let's um. I'm going to go to a song because I think I need to take a little time out here. Uh, Just trying to include everybody here. Let's go to something mellow. I think I'm going to give you, I think I'm going to play a song that has inspired us. And even as as Samantha Hollins said, this song... um, is very inspirate inspiration. Um, the the late Eddie Hazel was a 
funk guitar player for Funkadelic, and his this song I have meditated on, written poetry on. He plays that guitar, so it's if he plays it like he's putting his whole heart and soul into it. So Funkadelic, Maggot Brain. Mother Earth is pregnant for the third time, for y'all have knocked her up. I have tasted the maggots in the mind of the universe. I was not offended, for I knew I had to rise above it all, or drown in my own shit.
And that was 
Corrine Bailey Ray. That's our girl from the UK. I love her style. She's incredible. I love it because she gives you that free spirit feeling. She gives you that spirit. You can fly. You can almost fly if you want to. <laughs> um, I love it. And she's one of those neo-soul artists to me that don't really get the recognition. And I can't say because um, she doesn't fit a certain description or anything like that. Um, I think a lot of people, um, it one, most it's not about look it's about style and she sings a different type of style which is promoted today she's got a little jazz fusion and and she's just she's just great um another um artist that i feel is a bit overrated underrated i would say is Solange knows, regardless of the controversy, Jay-Z or anything like that, <laughs> um, what people don't know about April Deep Aries is I have a very silly side. People think I'm so serious, which I am. I have my ways because, hey, deep artists have deep feelings. But let's listen to some Solange and Dancing in the Dark. <laughs>
that was um, Solange, and again, she kind of fits in slightly. Corrine Bailey has a little bit of a special um, to her. her They both are unique talents, so I'm not going to compare them. Um, Right now, we're just kind of testing the waters. You're just kind of hanging out with me on the air. Um, remember the song Book Boogie Nights? How about if we make it into a little bit of a Neil Soul remix? We'll see how it works. We're gonna keep it back for y'all. Keep it back.
And for those who love the verse, um, I'd like to dedicate this song. Well, first let me explain it. Well, let's see. When coming over to um, America, we... um, I'd like to dedicate... Well, since we're deep, diverse, and different, let's see. This is a song that's going to get everybody um, who kind of likes that interesting style um let's see let's do some uptown talk Living it up in the city Got chucks on with Sam 
Anyway, this is April Deep Aries. We play anything from rock, jazz, R&B, and all of that beautiful music that we fuse together. Um, it's just the life of a deep artist. Um, we we play it all, all, and and when you're mixing music. Um, a lot of times you have to get a feel with working at the moment. It's not going to always be this super smooth transition. So bear with me, and let's see. I don't want to play even though my last music session was it was it was pretty um awesome because a lot of people wrote and they liked the different variety of music and um, that means a lot to me (coughs) so you know we're in September and hmm what could be more fitting than this old school (laughs) here we go
talking about fusion and classic rock this is one of my favorite classic rock songs because it kind of has a jazz feel to it a little bit of a fusion so let's see who are we referring to right now hmm riders on the storm okay i'd say i'd say that's a good choice If you give this man a ride, sweet man. 
Right now we're running things tonight. <laughs> we're you know we're enjoying ourselves. Um, there's another song that I absolutely adore, and it's mm, I would say it's another unsung type of song. I, I guess I don't. Well, I, I guess I'd have to say um, critically acclaimed or however you'd like to say it, but. Um, a lot of times when people do try to do something different from the, the norm and want to promote what's not being played on the radio, it's usually, you know, it's like there is a, you have to kind of really work it hard or go, go to find, you know, the particular support. Um, but right now, you know, I'm not worried about that. I'm enjoying the show. I'm playing everything from Solange to, you know, Swing Out Sister. So we're jamming. And Riders on a Storm, 
so far we played um, by the doors. Uh, we played uh, Corrine Bailey Ray. I think that was feels like the first time. Uh, Solange Dancing in the Dark. Uh, we also played, let's see, September. Earth, Wind, and Fire, Erica Bandu's rendition of Boogie Nights. We also played um, Bruno Mars' Uptown Funk. And, you know, he makes me laugh all the time. And I'll be sure we played Night and Day. So, on that note, hmm, know who you are and know who you, who you, what you're feeling. And regardless of what you say about him, he's made some good hits, kind of. Yeah, he's. He, I, I've been a fan for a long time. For real, know who you are with Alicia Keys.
right, all right, all right. Now, um, for those who didn't get to hear Samantha Hollins, a.k.a. the Songbird, um, her song, Allie of the Earth, let me replay that.
belly of the earth. You know, I, I, I'm i in a rock and roll mood all of a sudden. And, you know, I had um, the way this studio is set up, you have to actually be in the studio to actually upload the files. Imagine that. Well, it doesn't matter what platform that you broadcast on, as long as the message is um, clear, you know, feel free to inbox me and um, let me know your thoughts because it's all about connecting with genuine people, people who want to see you do well and not just do well and not overpass them. We can't, you know, we can't make it. That's not going to work, and that's why, you know, there is this crabs in a barrel. And, and, and you know, I've gotten a lot of love considering that um, pretty much I do this as a solo project. I've had some very good supporters in my group um, as admins. So this goes to show you don't have to have all these friends and, you know, Family members, uh, the people who count, the family and friends who count won't be too busy to tune in. I love what I'm doing right now on the air. Right now I feel pretty good, you know. And one friend pointed out to me today that when you're very artsy and when you're very creative and when you have outgrown the world that you're in, that when it's time for a change, you're going to go through a lot of uncomfortable things. That's almost like a spiritual metamorphosis. And um, <laughs> what she know about that? I can I can hear a few of the, uh, my associates' faces. But everybody, you know, you have to be willing to be weird, different, deep, diverse. Um, at the same time, I also have a lot soul and, you know, love for my culture, but I also like things that are outside of it, you know. Um, you cannot deny that they you're not going to always be accepted. And so I'm at the age, you know, yeah, when you reach 35 and I'm, I'm yeah, I, I don't have time to um, go back and rethink the everything, you know. I don't want to be the one who's... Um, 60 years old and still, you know, trying to figure out. Age means nothing. As long as you're happy and enjoying your life, this is how I can connect with people and love the fresh energy usually of those who are 20-something, the ones who are free-spirited college students. This is how I can have friends younger, and this is how I can have friends um, even, you know, close to my parents' age or, you know, parents' age because I had young parents and, You know, it was kind of like a mother-sister thing, but it's good to, I can connect with all types of people as long as they're open-minded, as long as they think outside the box. You know, you don't have to live based on the stereotypes of where you come from. You know, I was always the different girl. I was always a a bit obscure and... um, you know, and and there are some people who may see you as confident, bold, strong, you know, and they fr- and some people frown upon it, so what? And may see you as all these things, um, and 
you have to you have to rise above that. You know, I'm a I consider myself a motivational speaker because the first person that I motivationally speak to is myself. You know, um, there are a lot of serious messages that I post on my page, and the reason why I delete a lot of those messages is because, well, I'm getting feedback on this line, but the reason why a lot of times I delete is because that fear. We don't want to leave our negative thoughts out in the air, even if they're real, you know, especially if you promote positive energy. We can hear enough negative, you know, on the news or a reality show or, you know, you turn on the wrong song. So part of who I am kind of started in my college years. I was exposed to things I was never exposed to. And when people, um, you know, I ha- I come from a pretty good middle, uh, middle class family. It doesn't matter. I've... I, <laughs> I lived, I've lived in urban environments, and I never really fit, but there are suburban areas I don't fit. I can say I fit into artsy, open-minded places where there's genuine, where you can get a genuine vibe, where you don't have to wear a mask all the time. And what I'm finding in my life is that I have to, I wear a mask a lot with even people I've known for years, and that's just something that has changed. You know, when you get older and it's time to make a change, you cannot Go back to your younger years and, and you know, expect everything to fall into place. I accepted that I was different from a lot of people at a long time. You know, I may get a comment here and there, hey, sexy, and probably I didn't heard everything there is. So when you're trying to be heard for how unique you are, a lot of times you set high standards for yourself because, you know that it's not going to work out when you lower your standards. And like any other woman, I I go through similar things, just like any other person. You know, I try not to wear that I'm a black woman on my sleeve, but the world pretty much is going to put that on my sleeve. You know, I never said I was a strong woman. I never even caught myself deep. These were things that were sort of given to me, and I kind of like the deep things. So, hey, it kind of just, But, you know, my message to everybody is to be yourself. Don't let anybody tell you what you cannot do. If if you've already dealt with, um, let's see, um, people who who are doing well now, mind you, who did not want to support you or wanted to make you feel like, did you get any fans yet? You know, that kind of thing. But I've gotten love anytime that I you can interview some very notable figures and even occasionally, you know, hit them up on Messenger. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. California, you're going to see me soon. Paris, you're going to see me soon because um, I've made a very conscious decision to focus more on my media. So you'll probably see less anxiousness from me and on my posts. I've also decided to, you know, limit some of my interaction in my group. A lot of it needs to be devoted to me time and exercise, meditation, all that healthy stuff that we need to get into our mind, you know, not judging anybody, but 
<laughs> you could have a sleep buddy, and but that's not going to nourish your spirit. And so I guess I'm on a whole another level right now. So um, I'm going to close out with the Art of Noise and Moments in Love because the song grew up here, and it's probably about five years old when the song came out because it's the early 80s. And um, all I can say is my name is April D. Berries. You can follow me on um, look for April D. Aries on Facebook. Look for adaries.wordpress.com to hear my blogs, uh, my poetry. Also, um, I invite you to, you know, check in with me. You know, I no lack of, you know, don't don't write me, you know, asking me to promote you when you have a new room setting one word to me. Um, but I'm all about whatever you do for me, I'm going to give it back in return. Um, that's just a part of growing and soul searching. But you all have a bl- uh, blessed Sunday. Peace, love, soul, rock, roll. <laughs> and enjoy your um, evening. Make your space. Splendid, make your way, make your way. Let the music take you, let your poetry take you. Let God or the universe, whatever you believe in, let it take you into another dimension. Don't let, and this is a message to myself, don't let people who, educated or not, who don't really elevate you to your greatness, you cannot allow that to happen. And student of learning is just like I'm teaching you. So, um, hey, I'm the shy butterfly who grew up shy, who grew up a little bit different. Uh, I'm rambling right now, but it's just talk, and it's just something that had to come out. Again, I appreciate the people who text me. This phone has been tech um, going off nonstop. I gotta, I'm gonna make sure I don't leave anybody out. I appreciate the people who message me. Um, I reach out to people. Um, actually, lately I reached out quite a bit, and it's kind of a mixed feeling. But what this let lets me know that I need to spend a little more time writing, and also spend more time on the goal of the sh- the show and taking it to a higher platform and working on an actual radio show. Um, so, hey, you know, we're going to do the Art of Noise. We're going to close out. Love you all. Continue to keep me in your energy. Continue to radiate positive energy with me. We all have things that we need to talk about, you know, occasionally. I'm not perfect. I may not say the right thing several times, but you know where I'm coming from. All right. And this has been an April D. Berry's Reflections 2 production. Oh, my